Uh, no, not really. I, I mostly what I hear is you. Okay, good. Good. Thank God for noise cancellation. Yeah, I was about to say, man, where you get them fancy headphones from? Oh man, this is uh, these were sent to me by um, one of the YouTube. You know, I'm I'm in a, into the tech space, so one of the uh, YouTubers. Uh, I just wanted them because they were just to say I had some hair, some handmade headphones. You know, when my guy was like, "Yeah, I got a pair of headphones, uh, handmade headphones," and I was like, "Ah, let me get," them, you know. Yeah, man, that's dope, man. But uh, hey, man, I appreciate you uh, joining me back on the show, man. Uh, it's been a while, and, and like I said uh, earlier, you've been just as busy as I have, man. I've been seeing. Um, you know, Taste Test Fridays come up on the stream. I've been seeing the new flavors you got out, man. But before I get into those details, won't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to any of my new audience members? Hey, well, I'm uh, LeBaron Burton, owner of uh, Popcorn World. We're the world's largest popcorn store where we make over 250 flavors of gourmet corn. Anything from a Snickers that is coated in real Snickers candy bar to a Strawberry cheesecake coated with real graham cracker pie crust, Oreo. Uh, we even have what we call a Lazy Man Chicago mix where we take, uh, called cheese coated caramel, where we take caramel and we coat it in cheese. Um, we, uh, we literally have about 480 uh, recipes, and we just started introducing our vegan line. So we, we got uh, fl- flavors in our vegan line also. And uh, we're out in Gary, Indiana, in Chicago, Illinois, uh, and that's Popcorn World, doing the world, um, doing the world That's right, and they are doing the world of flavor, uh, absolutely. Um, my I, myself, uh, I'm hooked on the uh, the extra butter caramel and the uh, Oreo ones myself, okay. and uh, the the uh, the white cheddar popcorn. Like those are my top three right there. Uh, so you, you you like that sweet stuff? Well, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna cheat my diet, I'm gonna do it for something that's worth it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I ain't mad know. at you at all. <laughs> so, uh, when did you decide to get into the vegan line of the uh, of the uh, popcorn? Man, you know, more and more people are becoming vegan, and uh, it's you know it's a business. So once that demand is there, um. I just, I've been wanting to do it for a while. I just didn't want to just do it because, you know, some of the vegan stuff I eat and I'm like, ah, this ain't really, you know, yeah. I can't see myself eating this every day, right? So I, uh, once I was happy with some of the flavors that we came out with, now I was like, okay, we can do this, you know. Um, I actually uh, had to ask a couple of uh, my vegan friends, you know, because uh, one of the oils that I was using is like a it's like a a, a butter, but it's not it doesn't use butter, right? Mm-hmm. So that added the flavor. So once they looked at the, the ingredients and they were like, "Hey, this is okay," this is you know, I was like, "Okay, 
now I can do it. Okay. That's I, did, I just didn't want anything with that bland taste, you know. I think that's some of the, the biggest arguments um, or debates when it comes to, you know, people becoming vegans about food becoming tasteless or, you know, having to add certain seasonings or whatever to certain items to make it palatable, which right. can, you know, really throw off the effect of what you're trying to do by <clears throat> eating healthier or eating, you know, plant-based foods or whatever. So. Right. When it comes to preparation, I think that's always necessary in anything you're doing. And then, you know, knowing how to, you know, like like chefs know how to make a meal. Cooks just know how to follow directions. You know what I'm saying? So, you you know what I'm saying? When it comes to this popcorn thing, you a chef, you know? <laughs> I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. I try. <laughs> hey, man, no doubt. You know, uh, when that... Whenever I have somebody uh, stealing snacks from me, I know that you got a good product, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt, man. So um, I, I know that uh, th- last time we spoke, uh, things were picking up and booming in the right direction. Um, uh, I believe last time we spoke, it was cold and now it's hot. And I've been seeing you... You know, all over the map, you got more and more customers coming in now that things are starting to open up. You know, how was the how has it been, you know, trying to keep up with demand? You know, everything's been pretty good. Um, we, we, we've been uh, my main thing right now has been trying to figure out how to scale the business model up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the local business has been great, you know, um, just figuring that scaling thing out, you know, because in in a lot of people don't know what that consists of, but when it's one of those things when you have a bunch of customer bases that you can attack, but you don't want to stir them up unless you can attack them efficiently, right? So it's like I've got this world of customers out there that are ready; they're ready for the product, but it's kind of like you don't want to cross that line until you can do it efficiently, like getting it to them within a matter of days, uh, customer service, quality control. So right now, that's where we're at with the company right now is trying to make sure that everything is situated where we can keep the same level of quality control, right, for that large volume of customer base. Because I just don't want to be that brand that used to be. You know, that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could put a, a shiny new bow on anything, but if it's the same quality, it's not really going to make a difference. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you know it'll happen fast. People be like, oh, when they first started, they were like this, and then, you know. But now they didn't get big, and they they like this, and it's like I I can't I got to make sure that don't happen. Yeah, I guess uh, the right increments of growth, along with uh, maintaining a, a certain standard or quality of your product. Yeah. It, you know, when it when it comes to change, like. You know, as a kid, I I can remember McDonald's actually not being a bad place to eat. But now everything tastes so bland if you, you know, minus like a handful of places that like recently popped up in like the last seven years or so. But everything just tastes so bland as far as like fast food. Like I would rather go to like a a mom and pop store just so I can have something that reminds me of home cooking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I. 
you know, like things like McDonald's, you just go there because of convenience. You're not going there because you woke up and said, man, I'm, I got to take some McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it don't happen, you know, but sometimes when you figure it out that you ain't ate nothing, it's like McDonald's on every corner. It's usually the easiest thing to get to. But, yeah, I, I don't want to be that, that brand, you know, especially um, – for what we're trying to do within the community, right, in which we serve. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be what they say, uh, the Chick-fil-A of popcorn, you know? Okay. Yeah, so it's like in the, the fast food industry, it seems like Chick-fil-A is the uh, creme de la creme, as they say, you know? Mm-hmm. You talk about Chick-fil-A and people get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's true, man. It's almost like uh, like when uh, people get in arguments over like uh, their favorite football team or like you know a rival team or whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I you know I care for my team and everything. But at the end of the day, if if I get into it with you, like <laughs> to like a physical altercation, they're not gonna bail me out of jail because I was defending their name. You right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So. I, you know, my passion goes but so far when it comes right. to uh, things that aren't directly in my life, you know? Exactly. So I think that people need to, you know, watch their temperament when it comes to certain things. Now, you know, Chick-fil-A, um, uh, I guess you could say like Apple over Android, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's conversations like that, that become memes or become like topics of discussions on shows and stuff like that like you know that's crazy but unless you like you know bill gates or you know one of these ceos that actually have a say in in how something's going to go or or whether it's going to upset them and it could possibly affect their business what does it really matter honestly right right yeah (laughs) so i i'm I'm fine i'm i'm fine to stay at the top of those conversations hey Exactly. You know, I I have been doing some restructuring over here and um, I've been trying to uh, get with a couple of consultants on, you know, stepping up my game as far as business wise. And I'm working on some marketing things and creating some new content. So I'm trying okay. to put myself in a position to where, you know, I'm going to have some like some some of the younger generations working with me and try to teach them how to, you know, move the same way, you know, like we've been all like trying to get in on like financial literacy and, and bettering ourselves on that aspect. Oh man, that's, that's, that's the way to go. I'm, uh, I'm trying to educate myself every day, you know, uh, trying to see how to be more efficient on, on everything that I do. Right. You know, um, because, Hey, I'm first generation when it comes to this whole business thing and things of that nature, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm actually, you know, popcorn world is just a piece of what I know. That's just the part that everybody knows because that's publicized all, all the time. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, popcorn world is actually under Burton Equity Group, which is my, my parent company. And um, I'm from the tech scene, so I got I got my billion dollar baby that I'm ready to uh, getting ready to release within the next month. So that's my, that's my passion piece right there. You know? So um, I was, I've been utilizing uh, popcorn world to, 
you know, as that entry into the business space. And then once uh, school bids pops off, you'll see me kind of transferring or not transferring or, you know, kind of merging the brands together, you know. So it'll be uh, Burton Equity and you'll see my my uh, my logo. I, I think I posted on my Instagram. I got to get better with Instagram. I, um, I, I never really used Instagram prior to going viral last year with uh, Tahir and them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I post on there maybe once every couple of weeks, you know, which is like a Instagram sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's where I'm at with it is uh, furthering uh, my main brand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, you shared some pictures of me uh, with me about uh, what you got going on and uh, what's going to be coming through. Like I said before, I'm uh, I can't wait to see that uh, come full circle, and uh, you know what I'm saying watch your baby grow. You know that's always the uh, the idea for a parent of an idea or actual person. You know watching that um, that idea come to life. And you know, spring forward and and do all types of uh, things in the process of growing. You know, oh yeah, I got a uh, man. I, I I've been blessed with like I got a couple of programmers in Ghana. I got a uh, a UI guy out in pa- uh, what is it, Pakistan. I got a uh, I got a, uh, a, a a what do you call it a three um, D renderer. He's actually one of the best on the internet. Um, guy named Concept Creator, and uh, you know he's 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 working with me in the back channel. So I've got pieces on the Burton Equity group that I'm trying to find on the popcorn world and the thing. <laughs> you know yeah. that that's like kind of like been happening in the back channel, and I'm just been man running to person to person to person. And I'm trying to find those pieces for the popcorn world uh, brand. So it's it's been man, it's been a special thing. The way things kind of, I don't know you you realize you don't realize that you got a storyline until you start playing stuff back in your head, and it's like man, okay, this is what these cats be talking about when you hear these interviews and things like that. You know, it's like man, I actually got a storyline. Never really <laughs> thought of it that way. You know. Yeah, that's why uh, I kept bringing up that book, man. You know, uh, start recording these, uh, start recording these little notations in your life as as that things go to progress. You never know what you know note noteworthy things might help you along, even if it's something that you don't put out. You know, what I'm saying having like a memoirs to pass on for future generations to you know take heed of through your experiences. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Um. I've been hearing that over and over and over again, you know, so <laughs> I'm going to eventually uh, be at that point. I'm actually working with a guy, uh, uh, Greg Walker, because he has his book out already. He, he uh, He's one of Les Brown's guys, and uh, he's like, yeah, hey, brother, you're going to have to get you a book. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're not doing the world any justice unless you can tell your story, so. I'm, I'm once I get to a I think once I get to a point where I am 
I don't, I haven't gotten to that point where I feel like I, I've arrived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm still in training camp to me. You know, I haven't, um, you know, once they tell me the team is mine and I, you know, once I'm sitting in, uh, say, uh, 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 franchise player position. Okay. Then I'll, I'll, I'll be ready to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I think I'm, I'm probably about six man level right now. You know. Okay. <laughs> I, I definitely feel you on that. You know, when I look at somebody in your position, um, you know, not that uh, I compare, but I think about people and their beginnings and their journey. And when it when it comes to like being an entrepreneur, um, I look at it like being a doctor, right? Because no one can ever learn everything because, you know, fields, uh, science is always changing and everything's always growing. So you can be at the top of your class, but you could never master something like that because it's always changing and evolving. So to make the make differences between, you know, uh, you know, top tier and people who just claim it is that you're constantly studying opposed to you know, getting to a certain level and then plateauing yourself without even realizing that, you know, it's a lot more that you can learn. Exactly, man. That's some of the greatest companies have folded because they just lost grips of growth, you know. Um, and I, I, I don't ever want to be the smartest man in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you get to, to the point where you feel like you're the smartest man in the room, I think that's when you, gotta, you need to start worrying. Because it's like, in this world that's ever evolving, if you can't learn something every day, you need to start checking yourself, you know, because you probably stop growing. And usually when anything alive stops growing, guess what? It's a reverse effect. (laughs) You're either growing or you're dying. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's uh, that's a... that's the case for like everybody and everything really, you know, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can, you can live a full life, but you know, did you actually live it? You know, yeah. one, of, one of my saying is um, stop letting life get in the way of living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't just, don't just go through the motions, like, you know, actually do something and, and don't be that person that, you know, has a midlife crisis at like 40 or whatever, because they just realize how much time they wasted by being stuck in their own head. Like, you know, yeah. you know, do something, even if it's something small, like going on vacation, like going mountain climbing or something. I, I'm not saying mountain climb, but something a little less dangerous, you know, to that I know extent. What you're I know exactly what you're saying. That's that's kind of where I'm at with, with, with things, man. I um so many times we, we, we surround ourselves with people that talk about doing things, you know, talk about, uh, we can, we can see everything. We can see everything around us. We can see problems and everything. We can see better ways of people doing everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we spend more time looking at that than actually being better at something ourselves. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, man, I, I just, I think that's what drives me, you know, and I, I don't have it all figured out, but I've gotten to the point now I'm 46 years old. I'm not scared of failure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm a lost houses, lost cars, you know, they had my, me, my wife, 
you know, four kids in my parents' basement. It's like, eh. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The house I grew up on and ain't paid for, mine is. So I'm doing something right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I failed, but did I really? You know, did I, fa- did I fail or did I learn? And that's, that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are scared to learn. Yeah, I think that I would consider that a stumble. You know, some people stumble and can recover. Some right. people, some people stumble and then they fall flat on their face, and they they feel like the weight of their world is holding them down when it's not. You know, yeah. all it's gonna take is one arch of the elbow, and for you to pick yourself up again. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's it's so man. I, I get so many people asking me questions now. You know, I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse, and uh, you get people, they come on these stages, and they say, well, I want to do this, but I got this, and I got this, and I got this, and it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, do you really want it? Well, yeah, but if I do this and that, no, no. You, you can't tell, say what's going to happen unless you tried it, and it happened. <laughs> if you haven't tried it and it didn't happen, then you're guessing at what's going to happen, right? So there's a lot of people that just, they stalemate themselves by, number one, the fear of failure, you know? And it's like, okay, if you fail, what? Then what? You know, what's the worst can happen? You know, it's at the end of the day. I'm, and you're talking to somebody that pretty much lost a whole lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it was rough the first time we lost the house. The second time we lost the house, it was like we've been here before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, you know, a lot of people say, "Ah, it's not that easy," but actually, it is. You know, it, it's can't lose the house I got now. It's paid for, right? You know, yeah. and this is in uh, all of this. I've been married twenty years this year. So all of this has happened in the stroke of 20 years, right? And look, I'm, I'm trying to figure out now how to buy a few houses, you know? So yeah. now if you asked me, the guy that lost the first house, I would have been telling you like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? Uh-huh. But now you ask me that the guy that lost that house and came back and lost another one and then had a couple sold out from under them. I'm like, oh, there's another house when they built that one. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know? So, the way I equate that is um, you went up for your dunk and you got your shot blocked. That was your first house. Second time you went up and you got knocked down. Last time, now you hanging on the rim, and not yep. only are you hanging on the rim, you got you got other coaches calling you so you can come. You know, what I'm saying, do the same thing for them. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, is I know that I might, you know, go up against a a bigger opponent. You know, mm-hmm. but hey, you got knocked down before, right? <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, you know, he might get me the first time and he ain't going to get me, <laughs> you know, I'm going to make adjustments. 
you know, I think that that we don't we don't hold each other uh, accountable enough when it comes to you know taking those steps and at the same time getting getting ourselves out of that sh- uh, you know like in our own like shells because when it comes to fear and just not knowing that on the other side of that fear is the answer to your problems you know what I'm saying yeah. like Will Smith once said that his biggest fear was uh jumping out of an airplane and uh i guess the the just the the fact of doing that and then having no control and he said once he left out of that airplane and he he opened his eyes all his fear left his body and he said all it took was one step to change my thought on fear and what it meant to him so when it comes to things like that i think that you know once people realize how quick of a flip it can be then I think it will be a lot more courageous people actually doing things and getting out of that headspace to where, you know, they always in doubt and never take a chance. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And then for me, it's even deeper than that because I'm a, you know, I'm I'm a God fearing person. So that's mm-hmm. the only thing I ever fear is God. Mm-hmm. To this day, now you know what I'm saying. So I'm like this. I was birthed into this world for a purpose, and as long as I'm fulfilling that purpose. I really can't be stopped. Only thing that can stop me is God or myself. One of the two. And he ain't going to stop me if he birthed me in this world to fulfill a purpose. <laughs> so that's my assist. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. man, I'm, I'm out here, as they say. It's one of those things. It's, uh, it's, it, I don't. I don't know. It's it's a it's a level of uh, relief that you have, you know. Because trust me, even in the successful moments, people don't understand this. Every level you get to, mm-hmm. there's another level that you got to get to, right? So, the requirements for you to even get started seem small once you're on another level. You know what I'm saying? So. Just getting started may have seemed like a big deal to the uh, younger LeBaron, right? Mm-hmm. But me looking back now on getting started, it's like, man, I can do that a hundred times in my sleep, you know. <laughs> you know, um, so that's no big deal to me, right? But now, like even now, I'm in a point of trying to fill out, figure out how to scale up a business. I've never scaled a business. That's one of the hardest things when you get to talking to business people. You know, the hardest thing they'll tell you is the scale up because a lot of businesses don't make it past that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of businesses that get to a certain level and they crash and burn because they couldn't make it through that scale up or through that scale up phase. So not only am I scaling up one business, I got three other businesses going at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, hey, wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's one of those things. What's the worst can happen? The worst can happen is it, it doesn't work. You know, <laughs> it's literally the worst that can happen. Yeah. But we we get filled in our mind of I told you so. That's that's the main thing that slows everybody down. We in the back of our head. We don't want to fail because we don't want to hear about someone 
expecting us to fail or I told you so or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that part right there is a big I think I'll tell anybody that's your biggest leap, not caring what anybody else thinks. That's you know, that's that's the ultimate. And people may say, Well, you sound like a narcissist of a or or a jerk when you say that, but not really. What does it, you know, other than your spouse, what does what anybody else thinks of what you're doing matter? Where is it going to get you? Their thoughts are not going to put any money in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Their thoughts ain't going to pay your light bill, gas bill, mortgage, right? That's, it, it, it is what it is. So once I got past that, and then I started, um, like now, man, I soak up any amount of time from people that have done it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I get two minutes from a cat that I made three million, hey, I'm about to make the best of that two minutes. And the thing is, is they all say the same thing. And then that that's like, man, my thought process ain't, you know, I am not an oddball. Because a lot of times when you get to doing stuff, you know, you, you start thinking like, man, am I the only one who thinks like this? You know, but. When you get to talking to these cats and, and you know, I got a chance to uh, talk, talk to one gentleman and, you know, he's like, LeBaron, do you want to be self-employed or do you want to be an employee? I'm like, I'm, I'm looking to be an employer. You know, he goes, okay. He's like, well, because if you want to be self-employed, fire three people and do their job and be happy with what you get, Right. Mm-hmm. Be happy with what you make. But if you want to be an employer, hire four more people and expect them to do everything. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I got to keep my hands on the job, la, 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 la. He's like, no. No, you got to navigate the water. That in itself, right, is mm-hmm. a job. And, you know, once I started making those moves, things around here started to ease up, right? Because mm-hmm. now I can see things from a, more of a bird's eye view. Whereas, you know, when I was in there popping the popcorn and everything else, you know, I had to wait until I got done doing that to think about the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So now I can look back. I can see the positioning of the company, you know, uh, God's will next week will be growing our own seed, you know, and then I'll be able to sell that to my competition. You know, little things like that. You know, it's like I wouldn't have saw that if I was in the trenches, right? Because I've been focusing, you know, focusing on what's in front of me. You know, so it's all, uh, man, it's, 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 it's just a learning process, you know, uh, that's one of the reasons why I made so much use of uh, Clubhouse. Yeah. Because I've never been able to speak to so many like-minded business people. You know, uh, I didn't had the opportunity to speak with Grant Cordon, you know, John Legier, T-Mobile, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, I think about it, I'm like, man, John Legier, T-Mobile knows me on a first-name basis. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This uh, a, a year ago, this time I was a nobody. <laughs> you know, I was just a small business owner. 
but this guy has, he does a live stream on his Instagram, and if he sees my name and say, hey, LeBaron, you know, it's like, man, this this guy just got a almost four, $400 million uh, severance package from T-Mobile. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it it's all about a mindset, man. Yeah, I, know, uh, I think I went on off on a little tangent, but no, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you're fine. I was just I was going to ask because uh, I was watching one of uh, Dave Anderson's lives uh, a while ago, and I remember seeing you on there and you were speaking about growing your own seeds, and I was just like, I didn't have even thought about that aspect of the business, like, like how, like you know how how do you uh i'm assuming that you would have to you know get a piece of land and then you know have somebody work it and everything like how how was that process actually there's it, none like that and th- and that's the thing a lot of things that we we would think cuz i would have thought the same thing right mm-hmm. uh no as a farmer out in illinois mm-hmm. uh who wants to grow organic corn well actually this is how it happens. There's a landowner, right? Because mm-hmm. you have your landowner, then you have your farmer, then you have your, you know, your uh, vendor or whatever. Okay. So I was on a radio interview with what it was, the WGN uh, radio here in Illinois or out in Illinois. And, you know, I, I mentioned, I was like, I would love to, you know, grow my own corn, right? Because in the industry, there's only like three major players, and the quality of the corn that I'm getting, I get the highest quality that I can get, mm-hmm. but I know that there's better, right? So um, the landowner happened to hear, called me up and was saying, hey, you know, I'm on this big campaign of doing, um, what do you call it, organic corn. He goes, because, you know, in the corn industry, there's a lot of, uh, what do you call it, uh, pesticides, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, you would be able to grow your own corn and you'd be able to say it's organic, right? So in order to do that, you have to have a farmer that has prepped the land to be organic. Because for it to officially be organic, it couldn't have any pesticides on it for so many years and things like that. So he's like, yeah, I got a guy. He's about to drop seed. You know, are you interested? So I would have been doing it this year, but I don't have any place to house the product right now. So I'm working on some things because you're talking about 70 tons worth of seed. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to be able to get a facility where I can house, you know, the product. So, I, you know, I turned him down, but, man, he sent me some test seed, and I popped that stuff, and I think that stuff glowed when it came out of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh. I kid you not. I mean, and we try to, like, I got a decent quality popcorn. Mm-hmm. But, man, I don't know if you saw uh, Pulp Fiction yeah. when they would open up that briefcase. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you. I literally hadn't even finished popping the bat, and I was calling him up like, man, I need this. Where can I get it? You know, this is, this is the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the guy, you know, the guy was ready to do it this year, 
but I wasn't ready because I knew I wouldn't have, like, next month, he would have been calling me up and saying, hey, I got this 70 tons of corn, uh, corn where you want me to put it? Yeah. So, uh, God's will, next year, I'll be making that move. And it's just, it's just as simple as that. You got a landowner, you got a farmer, the farmer says, hey, I got X amount of acres, and you just you pay for the uh, crop. That's it. Ain't no rocket science behind it. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's man, that's good, man. I, uh, I guess you could say that you know, um, you had you had the uh, the all right quality. He had the premium quality, and you just like okay, I'm growing, so my my quality has to grow along with me. And not only that, you know, I'm 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 doing the the uh, the organic way. So I'm going to add that to my repertoire as well when it comes to, you know, Popcorn World as a brand, you know. So you hitting all you hitting all the notes on 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 your way to scaling up the business. I, I see I see you moving like I see your gears turning as you speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, and it's, it's one of those things that especially being a black business owner, a lot of times the supply chain is not friendly to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the supply chain is usually um, the, the supply chain is usually um, like it's, it's usually controlled by like two or three people, right? Mm-hmm. Like especially in the popcorn concession business. So uh, there's like three major players, right? And of the three major players, two of them carry the cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's not a good position because when anything happens in the market, they control your pricing, right? Yeah, and if yeah. you're not moving high volumes, they're going to make you pay for it. Like, that's just the nature of it, you know? And I'm like, this ain't, this ain't right. I get tired of that, right? So I'm like, I will, I will buy 70 tons of kernel and sit on it, and I will distribute it to all the little guys, you know? Yeah. Not to make money on it, but just to disrupt the industry. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, that's just how you got to be able to play game in the business, right? So it'll what 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 that'll do is that'll make the supplier respect the little guy because now they know. Look, we done already ticked this guy off, and he didn't. You know, and the pandemic kind of opened the doors for me too. Because during the pandemic, there was not a lot of popcorn shops making. Yeah. So, I, you know, at that point, I was booming. And that's what kind of gave me a little bit of awareness because I was able to call and be like, look, you know, woo, woo, woo. And then all of a sudden they moving, which a year before, when I was only moving a little product, you know, I call and it's like they get to me when they get to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of deal. But now, you know, when I call them, you know, I'm like jumping. They saying how high because they know that they're eating off of me now, right? Yeah. So I could be satisfied with that, or I can change the game. You know, and I'm like, I choose to change the game every time. You know. Yeah, I think that uh that that mogul mentality that I see you building towards 
is what a lot of people aspire to be, but they have no idea what steps they need to make that happen. I mean, you you already have um, the natural uh, innate ability to grasp onto new concepts and grow from that. But not everyone realizes that there are so many tiny steps that you can do without having to make a huge leap to get to where you want to be. You know, and I think that's the key without without people realizing that because they always, you know, people say they, uh, you know, they start something and then they go reach out to somebody for some information. And I'm like, that person didn't didn't get a a giant leap to get to where they need to be. There's a backstory that you're not seeing. So do your research and then figure that out. Once you figure that out, then you will start realizing the keys to the game when it comes to, you know, growth in any aspect of your life. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's all true. And there, I, I look at it like this. Too. There is no one way to do business. Mm-hmm. Outside of being, you know, uh, outside of holding great integrity, there's no one way to do business. Right. So I tell people this all the time, just because, you know, just because this guy sells hamburgers. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want to sell hamburgers. If you do everything that he did, you're just selling his hamburger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you and I both know there's a whole bunch of different hamburgers out there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I, I you just have to dare to as long as you're willing to put in the work. My business philosophy is like none other. Like, um, for my Burton Equity Group, I technically don't believe in employees, right? Mm-hmm. So as a business owner for, uh, for my Burton Equity Group, everybody is going to be um, a 1099. Okay. I, I want to build other businesses, right? Yeah. And if you're worth something, I'll invest in you, Right. But yeah. I see every person as a brand. And if people start seeing themselves as a brand, they'll start valuing their, their selves, their thoughts, and their ideas a lot stronger. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that methodology keeps costs down. Because, you know, uh, one, of my, uh, one of the guys said, you know who your best employee is, right? the last dollar you made the last dollar you made is your best employee because it knows to do one thing and that's make money and that's the bigger uh, game to business is the money that you make have it make money because guess what employees do they cost you money Mm. That's initially what employees do. They cost you money. And you're always trying to get them to make you money. So you're constantly having to push them in positions to make you money, right? Yeah. But if you can empower them to make money as they make you money, then that's different, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm about to start pushing with my employees and things like that is referrals. Hey, if you get a business referral, give you 10%. Become a salesperson. 
right? Don't just bag popcorn. Become a salesperson. You know, so if you if you get that company that does a $30,000 order, guess what? I'm dropping three grand in your pockets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's 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 that mentality that I am learning now to translate. Right? Yeah. So um and a lot of guys in the business field look at me like I'm crazy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Everybody looked at me crazy when I, you know, I hadn't worked a job since 2004. So I've been crazy since 2004. I'm good with it. I mean, I, all I could do is applaud you not, not turning back. And then, you know, I, I see the, like the way you, you put your business models, like how you put yourself. You're a man that wears many hats. So you want people to have that same mentality. Like you can, I don't want to say be a yes man. You can, you can have a certain position, but whatever skills do you have underneath that? Because, you know, I might have you out here, you know, making deliveries, but you might be good at making pitches. You know, you might be great at it. Next thing you know, I got you in this position, training other people to think like you, you mm -hmm. know, you're daring somebody to be different. And by be different, I mean, be great, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's thoughts like that that i'm i'm assuming helped create that situation where you sold like i think it was like 2600 bags of popcorn to a football team oh no no that was uh 11,000 bags to a pharmaceutical company okay 11,000 yeah. bags to a pharmaceutical company yeah yeah and we by we we by no way this is the thing about it we by no way was prepared for that order mhm mm we were literally boxing we were because that this company was Fresenius Copy, they're they're large. They're like Pfizer like type large, right? Okay. And um they had one order that was like sixteen skids going to New Jersey. Mm. I don't have a dock. <laughs> <laughs> just the building. I I'm just in this little twenty five hundred square foot little building here, right? Uh-huh. So this whole room was filled with boxes, and we were out in the parking lot of the grocery store putting skids together. You know, I had the, the high school football team because my son plays football, mm -hmm. but the coach sent the football team up because, you know, we always feed them before their games and things. I always, you know, that's my thing with being a part of the community. So a lot of the sports teams will buy them dinner for the, before the game, things like that. Yeah. So when they heard what was happening, hey, Coach, hey, how can we help? Sent the football players out, and they they all taking boxes out. We're skidding them up. They got Fed, FedEx freight coming, you know, and we got to get the skids all um, shrink wrapped, you know, by the time the truck gets here. So I was by no way prepared, right? Yeah. And that was a hundred, about a hundred and thirty thousand dollar order. Um, we overspent on that order, probably a good twenty thousand. We overspent, probably a real good twenty thousand, and we still probably, probably made about fifty or sixty on that deal. 
you know. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things we could have made maybe 20000 more, you know. But I could have looked at that deal and said, oh, no, can't do it, you know. But it's like, but we got to lose. Yeah, you you went up for the dunk and you, and you made it. You know, yeah. I'm assuming that the the loss was due to the fact that you was unprepared, and then you had to you know um, get certain supplies to make that happen. As far as like probably like large scale boxes, and then you know uh, the crazy shipping costs that probably went in trying to expedite this order. Well, the company paid shipping. That's the funny thing about it. Oh, they paid shipping. So my loss was this is how we got the order. Because they, they, I think they tried a couple of other companies, mm-hmm. and their request was, you know, the the um, the movie theater candy. Yeah, they wanted three boxes of movie theater candy with each package. Oh, okay. So you're you're in the middle of the pandemic. This is at the beginning of the year, so you're you're not, you know, and um, well, not really the middle, the end of the pandemic, so. A lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of supply shortages all over, right? Uh-huh. Um, and these guys, I know why they turned it down. They turned it down because they didn't know that they were, they didn't think that they were going to be able to source the candy for the order fast enough, right? Uh-huh. But this is why I'm one of those people that I like, I embrace the struggle. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the struggle, I embrace the struggle. Everything I learned by not having gave me that ingenuity on how to, you know, really hustle. So when they told me, I, I'm instantly like, okay, so I can probably get, I, I could probably get the candy for about 30 or 40 cents a box, right, if I ordered the candy. Mm-hmm. That's out the question. I know I can't order it that fast. So what do I do? I go to every Dollar Tree from here to the south side of Chicago, and I buy every box of candy they got. You're talking, that was, yeah, that was 11,000 boxes of movie theater candy. I would walk into the store, buy everything they had on the shelf, everything they had in stock. So I'm buying candy. I'm going in there and ringing up $1,000 worth of candy at a time. Wow. And I let them know, hey, when the next truck come in, let me know. I'm buying it all. No questions asked. Just I'm buying it by the cases. So I spent more on the candy, right? Uh-huh. But it got the deal done. You know, but a lot of these companies, you got a guy answering the phones like, no, nah, we can't do that. We can't, you know, can't get the candy. It stops right there. No, I'm going to hit every Dollar Tree, Walgreens, Family Dollar from here to wherever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go get this candy. You know, you know what that reminds me of? Have you seen um, Eddie Murphy movies? Uh, Dolomite is my name. Yeah. OK. When when he uh, when he got the theater to to shoot his movie in. And he got those college kids to come in and hook up the wiring from the transformer next door. Yeah. And he said, hey, man, 
We're going to make this happen. Ain't nobody getting paid. If I got to shoot three or four scenes, we're going to make that happen. I'm right. sleeping upstairs in this funky hotel room. Like, I, I see that when you said, I'm going to drive to wherever I need to fulfill this order because I'm going to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they probably they probably thought you was playing when you said that, you you know, I'll take everything you got. And you was dead serious. I was dead serious. Now, when I walk into those stores, they all see me, the popcorn man. <laughs> and look, I got a few customers out because they come here to the shop and buy popcorn. So we got to keep customers off the deal. Because everybody wants to know, you know, where's this place at where this guy buying all this candy at one time? Man, not, not only that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that puts you in a situation to where you know, that could possibly, you know, you could possibly partner with companies like that in the future on certain, event, you know, endeavors. And actually, you just reminded me because I did get a couple of contacts where I can probably, because I buy uh, some of my products, like my shortbread cookies. I get that from Dollar Tree. Okay. You know, so I did, man, you just reminded me. That's something that I don't I fell back on. <laughs> well i'm glad we had this conversation to remind you of because I, I i know that uh you know every penny counts when it comes to uh doing good business oh yeah definitely definitely man definitely especially with times like these like i was the last time i talked to you i was paying 20 dollars for a 35 pound bucket of oil now i'm paying 60 dollars Ooh. yeah, yeah. That that inflation uh, uh, prior Man. to uh, everyone going back outside basically is yes, a sir. big difference. That oh my goodness! Yeah, triple rate on just about everything. I was going to ask when you mentioned that uh, a lot of supply chains are, are suffering due to a loss of certain products. Like, is it anything that's been you know shelved or something you had to take off your menu due to it uh, being in high demand or not being available? The one thing that I've had a problem with is uh, my honey roasted peanuts. I can't find that. And no, that's it. Because now my the lobster base is back. So I'm about to start doing gumbo again. Mm-hmm. But the honey roasted peanuts, I can't find that anywhere. You know the planters, honey, honey roasted peanuts? Yeah. That's what we use for our uh, honey roasted peanut and caramel. Yeah, can't find it nowhere. Uh, I was about to say, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the big giant containers. We can't find them anywhere. I think it's like a three pound container or something like that. I don't think I ever seen them that big because I, I I come across the like the little uh, two dollar three dollar packs all the times in the stores. Yeah. But yeah. you talking about getting them in bulk, and yeah, I'm guessing that. Because demand is so high, they're trying to stretch it out and make as much money as possible by not creating those containers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But there's uh, some companies, like uh, Frito-Lay has been suffering lately, you know. Um, so it's basically you just have to buy strategically, you know. Um, you really got to chase the supply because what they'll do is they'll move the shortage around so that they can tend to the customers in different areas mm-hmm. and you really just have to chase the supply around so usually what i end up doing is i buy as much as i can 
when it's there. So I'm that guy that they be making those rules about, you know, you can only buy three at a time. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Now, I get you. Like, uh, like when everybody was doing their quarantine shopping and, you know, uh, when the man went through the roof, they started making restrictions for stuff like that. Oh, so. man. It was a nightmare for me to get gloves. I mean, it was a nightmare. Man. Well, at this point, um, you know, I would say that we're over the worst of it, but I don't know what, you know, what tomorrow's going to bring us. So all I say is, you know, I think that everyone's a little bit more prepared for situations like that. And, yeah. you know, not as callous as before. Like, you know, it took it took something as crazy as a pandemic to open people's eyes when it comes to like self-awareness and cleanliness and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, regardless of what anybody say, you know, it, it's a, it's a catch 22 with a situation like that. So yeah. you got to take it for what it is. I'm glad that, um, you know, uh, people woke up and I'm, I'm glad that, you know, people also recognize you know, the situation, it, it could have been a lot worse than what it is. So, you know, regardless of what anybody's saying, it's like, all right, now that we know what's on the other side of the lens, how are we going to keep it this way? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, cause everybody keeps asking, do you think we're going to go back? I'm like, mm, I don't think we're going to go back for the simple fact that, uh, I don't think America's going to shut down again. Um, I just think people are going to learn to be a, a lot wiser in the way that they move. Uh, well, a good portion of people. Some people just don't. <laughs> 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 After seeing a lot of the Palooza, some people just don't care. But um, but I, I think, we're, you know, we're one of those countries that you, you, you can't keep, we, man. That year, I think that was probably the longest we'll ever see <laughs> a quarantine like that. Yeah. As soon as these people got the green light, it was over with. <laughs> Man, you ain't never lied. You ain't never lied about that. Um I was about to say, I remember last time we spoke, man, you said that uh um, one of the things you was going to do was uh, take a vacation. Did you actually uh, get a chance to do that? Man, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Almost. I'll put it there. Look, we went. Um, we just got back from Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. uh, we were two weeks down there. Um, but that was more like a family vacation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, usually family vacations, you need a vacation from that vacation. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, vacation, the definition of vacation is different when you got kids. Uh, of course. <laughs> and I got five of them. So, <laughs> so uh, answer to your question is almost. <laughs> okay. I got have, I got. I got the family vacation portion of it out, but uh, in all seriousness, um, September I may be going to Morocco, so it's business, but it's 
vacation too at the same time. There's a gentleman out there that uh, he owns a bunch of resorts, and uh, I think he just bought into some grocery store chain out that way, out out in Morocco. Okay, where, and uh, he may be my route into getting international sales. Oh, okay. so it, it's one of those things that um, it's one of one of those deals. Hey, if you just get here, I give you the best room you got for I got for a week. You know, we can talk business. So. Okay, that will be business. Put it in, it won't. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a uh, like a uh, like a timeshare vacation that you set up yourself, opposed to another company doing it. Right. Right, right. So you know, I might have to sacrifice sacrifice one day out of a week to handle business. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it's all vacation. So, hey man, I hope that everything goes smoothly, and at the same time, uh, you know that that, that deal goes through and, and puts you in the position to you know, grow exponentially, not only that here, but, you know, internationally as well, you know? Well, man, look, if I get this international deal, then I'll tell you, I, I, I'll be like, man, see, man, yeah, I'm, 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 they didn't, they didn't move me to the starting lineup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's always good to hear, you know? Um, yeah. I wanted to uh, say, man, congratulations on a 20 years of marriage, man. I know that, uh, not everybody can uh, can say that, but at the same time, you know, everyone's their own individual, and you know, right. you know, no one can um, no one can copy uh, each other, especially when it comes to life and you know right. being happy and, and you know just being the best version of themselves. So all you can do is is do that at the end of the day, you know. And man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me back on, man. Uh, and I'm glad to see see the see see your progress. I be, I I be seeing your posts and interviews. I I can't watch them all, but mm-hmm. I be I be trying to watch their Instagram those those stories and things. Yeah. Hey man, I appreciate it. You know, um, I started uh you know paying attention to the comments at first. Um, that wasn't my my thought process, but you know people kept suggesting, hey man, you should try this. Hey man, you should do that. And as soon as I did that, I started noticing the progression in the quality of my work. And not only that, um, the audience started to grow. So, yeah. you know, with with growth comes, you know, re-education and, and all types of ideas and all types of people, you know. And, you know, uh, guests like yourself, I interviewed my first uh, actor not too long ago. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, I got a couple of other people. Coming down the pipeline, um, one of my uh, A-rank comedian, um, well-known in D.C., supposed to be on the show in about a month. Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm getting closer and closer to my goal. And along with everything else that I got going on, you know, I'm real proud of myself compared to a year ago when I just started out. And I kept saying, I don't think nobody want to hear me talk to nobody. But, you know, that's not even my mind frame no more. Man, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Throw all of that out the window. You got to do you, you know. <laughs> you got to do you. 
Exactly, man. And uh, man, I appreciate you for watching and, you know, taking note and, you know, actually taking the time out of your busy day to join me. And you got all this going on, you know, that just that uh, solidifies the type of person you are. And I hope that anyone's listening or watching this understands that, you know, um, you can be great, too. All you got to do is just get out that little mindset, you know, do something different. I hope that this encourages you to be, you know, uh, better than you were the day before. And you pass that along to the next person and help encourage them, you know. Definitely. Definitely, man. That's uh, I got uh, some other guys. So you, you can tap me in the back channel because um, I got a, a series of um, it's about 12 of us. Mm-hmm. Are you on Clubhouse? No, no, I'm not on Clubhouse. Oh, man. I got to get you on Clubhouse, man. You, you got some connections on there. Okay. Yeah, especially for what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, no doubt, man. Um, uh, I know I got to be invited to get on there, so if you could uh, oh, send yeah, me an I'll, invite. I'll send you an invite. I have to uh, send you my number, and then you have to, you know. Yeah. That way I can send you an invite because it's just about anybody. They look, I mean, I don't even know how the invite process works no more, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're trying, they trying to get everybody on Clubhouse. So. Um, but, yeah, man, um, I know there's a, a good group that I hang with. Matter of fact, these guys flew into town um, maybe a week or so ago because mm-hmm. you know, they want to do something out here in the city of Gary. And... Um, yeah, it's just a matter of making connections. Uh, it's a lot of guys out there that uh, I know that would uh, love to have an opportunity to do an interview. Oh, yeah. man, that, that's great. Um, yeah, I'd appreciate that. I always tell people that, you know, I have people that hit me up on social media and they ask how much do I charge to come on my show? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't charge people to come on my show. What I do do is if you want to promote something week of, I charge for an expedited, you know, uh, episode. But to come on my show, you know, there's no charge at all. And I'm not just looking for, you know, people who have blue checks or nothing like that. I want somebody who's, you know, the next popcorn king of the U.S. I want somebody who just wrote a book that not too many people know about, but they everyone should hear. You know what I'm saying? I want somebody that, you know, that just started selling candles or someone who's been to jail for 35 years and, and came home after, you know, being proven innocent. I want I want that sh- that life experience to be shared and I want that to be able to help somebody, you know what I'm saying, with their life, you know, stuff like that. That's the goal of my show. Definitely. Definitely. And that man, that's 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 the energy that we need out here. Because like I, I say all the time everybody sees all these success stories, but like that's man, that's a small percentage of the people out there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so many more of the normal, as they say, the you know, the, the everyday story that people miss, you know. Like um I see myself as an everyday story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, things are picking up and picking up and picking up, but I started off as an everyday story. And that I, I can name a hundred guys out here doing stuff, you know, on my level. So it's like we can't ignore those guys because those are the guys that really 
when they get there, are willing to make some changes. You know what I'm saying? For the next guy. Exactly. Yeah. So we definitely need more people out there giving giving these guys voices. Yeah, man. I um you know, regardless to how much of a headache social media is and trying to, you know, uh keep updated, it's so useful as a tool. Oh, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, people abuse stuff like that every day so that it becomes a headache for everyone else. But yeah, you know, I don't I don't let that stuff worry me. You know, I uh you know, I, I say my prayers at the end of the day and I don't worry about it because you know what's meant for me is meant for me and what's meant for them is meant for them, you know. Right, right, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I I, I see you making uh because I, I, I noticed the, the momentum, right, picking up, because I, I follow your stories and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, man, I'm looking forward to see what's next. I appreciate it. I, um, you know, once I, once I get this new content out, and uh, I got a couple other shows that I'm working on, I, I'll definitely uh, tag you in it and, you know, get your thoughts and opinions and see what you think, you know. But, um I know you're busy. I know you' about to get back at it, cause uh, I know you're ready to uh, to step away from the uh, you know the everyday grind, but you can't do it just quite yet, man. So, Not yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it is what it is, you know. And you know, uh, I forget the name of that car you said, but I'm pretty sure you're close to getting it. Oh well, man. So yeah, the RDSA. Uh huh. I'm so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, that 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 electric Hummer. Okay. And I'm like, do I want the Audi first or do I want the Hummer? <laughs> I seen that Hummer, man. It's it's a bit pricey, but you know, you it, if it wasn't for the fact that you wanted it, it wouldn't matter what it costs, you know, to a certain extent. Right. It's it's well. And that's that's what hit me, the practicality of it. I'm like, I'm still out here doing stuff and things like that. It's a truck, you know, because I, I need a truck. I need a truck. So, And I was looking at trucks and things, but then I wanted, man, gas be killing me. Man. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> man, I mean, when I say gas be killing me, gas be killing me. When I saw that electric Hummer, I was like, hmm, well, you know, hmm. I, I'll, I'll wait for the S8 until I can put on a suit and tie. <laughs> Hummer, I can. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, you make a good point. You make a good point, but especially no. with inflation these days. So I'm like, I, I'll just, I'm making, you know, because I, I, I can get the Hummer. Uh, once I can get things to that level, I can get the Hummer as a company vehicle. So I just got to get things on that level. So those are, those are little goal strategies, as they say, you know. Okay. So I'm like, okay, Hummer first, then the SA. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 a, uh, I'm gonna wait for that post, uh, and I'm gonna remember this this uh, this moment in time when you brought it up. I was like, okay, I see you over there. <laughs> yeah. Now, now look when you when when you see me with an S8, then you know like okay, 
he ain't trying to do no work. He's trying to go, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to go cruising. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so hopefully by that that time, um, I would have built my studio up to where I wanted to be. And I could possibly get one of those uh, Popcorn World franchises out here, you know. Um, and look, that's the next. I thought that would have started moving by now, but I think with the unsurety of this new variant and things like that, people ain't making the moves as fast as I thought they were. But uh, that right there is going to, when I get these uh, licensees popping, mm-hmm. That's that's when that's when things will you know you'll see things changing a lot faster. Yeah. Well, you know what I would say uh, people need to catch up, but at this point, uh, you either you either with it or you just you know in second place when it comes to uh, certain situations. So. You know, we we all run in the race, but it can only be one gold medal. You feel me? Right. I guess. Yeah. So you know, at the end of the day, as long as I finish, I'm good for the time being. And right. we need everybody else to be on the same thing. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, this has been dope. Uh, I look forward to doing this again down the line, man, and and seeing what you got going next. Because it, it seems like you know every time we speak, or you know every time I, I check out your uh, your social media, man, you you on the bigger and better thing. Not only bigger and better, but different, and you standing out, which is what we need more of. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, individuals opposed to one of the masses. You know, I man. That's that's the only way I know to know to work. You know, that's the only way I know to work. Uh, I, I I gotta do things like I to, I think I told you this the last time. Me is all about legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to leave another man's legacy. I'm trying to leave my own. So, you know, I gotta I build my my I build the bandwagon that others have to you know get on. That way, I ain't gotta worry about it going in the wrong direction. You know, so that's yeah. Hey, <clears throat> that's what's up. Most definitely, man. So uh why don't you let the people know where they can find you at, man, and uh, you know, anything that you wanna let them uh let them know to check out along the way. All right. Well you can follow you can follow LeBaron Burton on all social media. I'm LeBaron Burton. Um Popcorn World, same thing on all social media, uh Popcorn World. To uh, find our product, it's doingtheworldofflavor.com and also um, burdenequitygroup.com. The uh, Burden Equity Group, that is my uh, tech site. That's my technology site. That's the beginning of it. It will be ever-evolving, but I got that there for the small business owner. If you need a logo, website, uh, you know, uh, logo animation for YouTube, things like that. Uh, we just now, just now launched that site within the last couple of weeks. So you can go on there and hit the contacts or um, hit the services and see what services we offer. And we will uh, constantly be uh, uploading and updating the services uh, section of that, that, that site. 
Okay. I'm gonna be checking that out later on. That's that's useful these days, especially uh with the uprising of shows and uh people creating content, most definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what that is is that that's just a um a group of, of people that got skill sets. Mm-hmm. So when you go in there, you know, you're gonna get the best of the best. Yeah, that's dope. And you know what? Um when you get a chance, I want you to send me the link to those headphones because I'm gonna make sure I plug it in for this uh this episode so people can have the links to check it out, check out the guy. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but uh, I I've been your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and this has been another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. That's I Can't with a K Make This Up podcast. You can find me everywhere podcasts are available. I'm also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And please support my guests in all the endeavors. We appreciate you guys for listening. And we hope that some of this information gets soaked up in your cerebellum and flows out through you naturally. At the end of the day, all we got is each other. So let's make every day better than the next. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, but till next time, peace. <laughs> I can't make this up. Being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad cause my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'ma let the Landover legend do the rest. I'm out.